Ladies and gentlemen, to the 16th episode of The Valorant Show. I'm your host, Taylor Reflections Noble, joined by Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Too Loud. And it feels good to be back to talk some more Valorant stuff, man. New update, fresh new things coming out from the Valorant team. And of course, a good interview coming your way. Troy, how you feeling, man? Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, you said interview. We got quite the interview for you guys today. We have a very special guest with us here. And I'll, 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 I'll hold off. I'll let you introduce him here in a moment. I'm not going to spoil it too quick. But no, man, it's been a good week. Um, uh, you know, all this stuff's been happening. You have Fall Guys coming out. It's taken away a little bit of my time, you know, That's from really, Valorant. I saw you playing it last night, I'm not going to lie. I, and I, I wanted to hop in, man. I wanted to hop in and just, just kind of get it going, but I couldn't do it. I yeah, shout to, out to everybody that's, take been a playing, break. that's been playing with us. Like, kind of our Valent crew has been, you know, break, yeah, changing up a little bit during the week. You that's know, okay, we're playing though. playing a little Among Us, if you haven't played that game. Five bucks, I have. It's a I lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we yeah. played Pumble Party this week, and also... Don't know that uh, one. Obviously, a little bit of uh, Fall Guys. But yeah, man, I'll tell you what. I got on Valorant after being off, like, uh, a couple days. It took a couple-day break. Mm -hmm. and i got on yesterday and played with noah a little bit and dude my i don't know what it was like my aim felt on again maybe we can hear some information from this amazing guest we have coming up shortly which i still <laughs> won't spoil for you that maybe maybe he knows something we don't know about like taking a break and coming back i don't know what it is but man i was on fire i had probably one of the games of my life last night taylor uh um, did you really and what you we drop? still Five didn't kills, win six kills? we still didn't wow thank you Yes, uh, I, I I actually I actually saw double digits beyond ten finally for this time. Wow, uh, no, amazing. I 11. actually no, nice. I, I think I think I ended up going like twenty eight in like twelve. Wow, but that's like it, not bad. it was it was a good game. Uh, I had a lot of good plays and clutches, so I felt good about it. But no, man, I, I'm glad to jump in here to some Valorant, jump into the Valorant show this week with you. I, I miss playing with you though. I haven't got a lot of your breach play lately. I know. Uh, Breach has, uh, you know, actually been getting more use as of recently. Uh, that'd be a great question a little bit later. Breach main. I'm trying to represent well until the new agents come through and just ruin him and nobody uses him again, even though they're barely using him now. But uh, yeah, you know, I haven't had a chance to play as of recently. I've been doing doing quite a bit, man. I've had a lot of shows going on. And, you know, I'm blessed for that. I really am. You know, I've been casting yep. a lot of Fortnite recently. Um, but, you know, I've still been keeping up with uh, with Valorant. Don't make the face. It's okay. Fortnite is still there. It's a ve uh, you know, it's, it's a real thing. Either way, Troy. Troy, I want to get this interview underway because I'm really, really excited to uh, to talk to the special guest. And the special guest we do have joining us today is going to be Shinobi, professional player and IGL for Cloud9. Shinobi, how you doing? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing phenomenal, especially now that we have you on. I had a chance to interview <laughs> you during the Pulse Invitational about a month ago, and uh, it was one of the best interviews that we had. Believe it or not, it really was. Uh, you're really insightful. You can tell you were hugely passionate, not only about your team, not only about being the IGL for this C9 roster, but more importantly, just I think for the game of Valorant, you know, you could really tell that you you kind of dive deep into it. You, you know, just you know, like I said, just have a lot of passion. So I could really sense that from you. And I said, you know, you'd be a perfect guest to kind of come on and, and discuss not only Cloud9 now that you guys have solidified your roster, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Super happy with that. But you guys have been performing well as of recently. But man, Shinobi, it's good to have you, like I said. And uh, I guess we'll get right into it. Uh, what's new with you, man? What, what's been going on? I know there's tournaments literally every weekend now. Have you got a break as of yet? We uh, yeah, we actually took our first, uh, I guess you can call it vacation. We took three days off uh, beginning of last week. Uh, okay. Just took a little bit of a reset right after the uh, Pittsburgh Knights tournament. Uh, All right. Felt good. I did not touch Valorant at all those three days. Perfect nice. place was, to ask uh, my question then. How did it yeah. feel when you came back? After those three days, did you feel like, holy crap, I feel, re you know, rejuvenated? I'm, I'm ready? Were you were you locked in or was it like, man, I need to play a few more spike rushes before I do this again? Uh, no, I was dog shit. Oh, <laughs> Fair enough. So my three theory is incorrect, Taylor. Yeah. My theory no, is it, uh, no, honestly, it's uh, – I got back into it pretty quick, though. It's like just shake off the rust. But uh, I think the biggest thing, you know, going off like what you were saying, uh, it was – Valorant's just like a mental game, like a lot of these esport titles. It's just like mm. being able to mentally reset. I think that's like the most important thing to come back fresh. Uh, mentality and things like that. It's like obviously you have to be good, right? You have to be a good player. You have to be skilled. But sure. like, you know, 
if you're confident, you feel good, you're like mentally into the game, you're going to perform a lot better inherently, I think. It doesn't really matter what your your actual skill set is as much, to a point, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to, to take a break and just kind of get away for a few days because we've been we've been grinding really hard for a while. Yeah. So. Well, you, you, you mentioned like it being a, such a mental game. As mm-hmm. a team, how do you guys – you've had a couple of these tense moments, right? I mean, you've, you've gone up. Yep. Not only do you have some of the m- most amazing players in the world on your team, with t- you know, people mm-hmm. like Tens, but you've played some of the most amazing players in the world already. How do you yep. guys – like, what is it for you when you get into those moments? Do you feel a little anxious sometimes? And if you do in those moments, like, wh- how do you deal with that? Uh, no, I mean, for me, I, I, you know, I've been competing uh, at a professional level, you know, back in CS. It's been almost five years, going on five years. So I have just have a lot of experience playing. So for me personally, like, I, I don't really get anxious or feel nervous. Like, you know, there's sometimes when you can definitely feel the pressure, like, as a team. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely a lot of tension um just because like you know super intense playing like you know the sentinels uh best of five that we played going back i think to pax right pax arena when you interviewed yeah. me mm-hmm. um you know but i don't know we just try to stay composed just try to we try to focus like when we play our practices we try to just say like guys we need to like focus on like these certain aspects of our game and you know you want to practice how you're going to play in matches so that's kind of where it all stems right if we practice properly and we do the right things it'll hopefully bleed into our officials. So then that'll level uh, it'll lower the amount of like pressure or anxiousness that you'll feel playing the game. Does, but does having somebody like tens on your team or even when relics is popping off, like you guys all I've all popped off at one time or another this season, but is mm-hmm. it having somebody like tens on your team really, is it make you feel like at any time, like, ah, I'm, I, I, they got it. I, I got it with them. You know, we have this chemistry. It's just clicking. Like, is, is it, sometimes uh very rewarding and fun to kind of have that player on your team yeah though no, for sure i mean it's definitely like a give and take because you know I, I i can't lie and say like he's like the perfect player or things like this like he definitely makes mistakes and you know we're kind of aware of like you know the limit testing with him like what we can do what we can get away with uh something that i've been trying you know because I've, I've been playing with him for a long time mm-hmm. not just in valorant um try to rein him in a little bit just uh try to help him improve every day. Right. That's like the biggest thing, but mechanically he's insane. And, uh, you know, I think he turns it up to a different level when we play a lot of matches. Like I think he gets a lot more into the game. Um, but no, it, I mean, it's definitely great playing with these guys, uh, overall, you know, we're going to have good days and bad days as a team. It's just about progression, right? Like making sure that we focus on improving day by day. And as long as we're reaching those goals, you know, then I'm satisfied with uh, what we're doing. Well, you yeah, mentioned- I was really happy you you kind of brought up the fact that you know you kind of have to reel in you know ten sometimes and and I could I could see mm-hmm. why right I mean he is a big mm-hmm. personality is a big figure you know but like you said you've been competing for for many years obviously I'm I'm you know familiar with your CS:GO past mm-hmm. um, with that being said though the transition into the IGL role that you have and I know uh, during yep. the Pulse Invitation you kind of mentioned um, the fact that. Uh, you kind of acted as a coach in a way because I know you were doing a ton of yep. VOD review back then. Um, have, mm-hmm. do you have you continued that? Do you do you continue so, to do a ton of VOD review? We're we're actually in the process of trialing some coaches right now. So okay, we, we have been utilizing um, some people in the background, but uh, I, I would say like my role in terms of like what I was doing hasn't changed all that much. It's more just like when we practice now, we have like an extra set of eyes. There's some right. like you know extra things that we can kind of bring into context by whether we're like clipping it or, you know, bringing it up, having it written down, you know, it takes a little bit of that off of my shoulders. Cause like if we're playing a scrim, I'm not going to be sitting there like on a notepad, like writing down every instance of things yeah, that are happening. I'm focusing yeah, on the game. Yeah. yeah. It's too difficult, but you know, having that extra set of eyes definitely helps. Um, you know, again, like, like, like I said, when we talked, um, I still think like, how effective coaches are going to be in the game is still very limited just because of like how the game is right now with the, yeah, yeah, the limited functionality of the coaching slot and things like that. But, you know, having a six person is better than not having one. So sure. Any help is going to be beneficial in that regard. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, it's yep. it's been a big talking point. I think, you know, I've seen Reddit talk about it. Uh, I've seen streamers talk about it from time to time. And, you know, Deserto makes articles and everything like that about will mm-hmm. coaches be useful? Will they not be useful? Uh, I'm, I'm right with you. I think coaches are going to have their data shine without question. 
Because, I mean, like you said, having that sixth person, so you can just focus on, you know, being the IGL, focus on being the player that you are, and everybody else can as well, mm -hmm. and then you mm -hmm. kind of recap after that. When you're going into a tournament, you know, obviously you took your three-day yep. break, but, I mean, seriously, there's been tournaments literally nonstop, which we're blessed yeah. to have, by the way, with how new Valorant <laughs> is. I mean, yep. but, you know, how much time do you sit down, like, for example, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you have a tournament that's coming up, uh, you know, relatively soon, the Pop Flash, you know, Valorant yep. Invitational that's coming up. And already, you know, the groups are set. There's two groups. You're going to yep. be in a group with Dignitas, Genji, TSM, which Dignitas, cool. I'm, I'm really happy they're going to be there, previously mm -hmm. homeless. Uh, super excited to see how they could perform. They're obviously a very talented roster with Salm and, and co. But yep. looking at that group, how far into detail are you going to break it down? Are you going to break down each... Like, you're going to break down Dignitas. Genji, I think you have a good, you know, understanding of. You played them time and time again in, in almost every yep. grand final, it would seem. TSM as well. What do you do to prep your team to make sure you're successful in your group as well as bracket play? Mm -hmm. um, I've always been under the philosophy of, you know, prioritizing our own gameplay over the other team. Like, obviously, there's there's certain things that we know from playing them in practice and, you know, things that we can pick up on just overall, like, gameplay philosophy from them that we can kind of like abuse or tweak our game to but sure. the meta changes so much and like dude you can like play a team in a tournament and then they go back to the drawing board and bring something new and you That's won't right, be yeah. prepared for it so there's a lot of just like right now what we've been doing is uh we've been trying out a lot of different compositions that we haven't maybe shown in a official match yet and we're just trying to not necessarily catch people off guard but we're just trying to be more flexible with like what we can do. Cause right now I think people have an idea of how we want to play and we want to kind of break that mold and show like, Hey, we can play a lot of different styles of, uh, of Valorant and we can, we can have a lot of variance in our, in our play. I don't think we're, we're uh, hopefully we'll show that we're not super reliant on, uh, on just having jet and these sorts of things yeah. in our, in our team. Um, but specific preparations for the teams, like I said, just mostly focused on our own game, flushing out and making sure like the things we want to do are, flexible enough where we can adapt them to whatever the other teams are, are running because you know we have an advantage i think because we have a an actual in-game leader we have somebody who's you know reading the game sacrificing not to say other teams don't but right i think it's an advantage for us uh instead of just like getting a just a player and telling them like hey you're gonna be the strat caller um you know we have you know we have a, a bit more of a structural hierarchy i guess you could say i don't know sure. the best uh, word no, no, for yeah, it no, but, that makes sense. Yeah. No. <laughs> but uh no i think it, i think it helps us and um it, you know i definitely take the the load off of the other players in that regard um but you know all, all the teams are good in the tournament obviously so right, I mean, sure. you know, it's just get, gonna come down to you know if we if we play well we should win if they play well they'll win it's just how it is well you, you mentioned working on things and you know obviously mm -hmm. you know as as we highlighted like being a coach and going through the going through the yep. vods but for you personally, like each week on the show, one of the fun things we do is like tell everybody yeah. and challenge everybody to do something new in the game. Like as mm -hmm. simple as maybe like mine has been working on my reticle placement, right? When I go through, <laughs> is there something yep. right now that you're working on yourself that Shinobi is trying to get better at? Mm. Oh, man, honestly, I just try to be uh a better player every day. Every time I play, I yeah. just try to be a better, better in-game leader, a better player. I think there's always room to uh, to improve and grow. I, I don't think uh, I think the mo I mean, it's cliche to say, but the moment you stop learning, you stop improving. So that's sure. like kind of my mentality when I play the game. Um, always trying to be better than I am right now. Um, yeah. I, I definitely. I don't know. I it was back in CS as well. I don't really like playing ranked pugs, things like this. Uh, I wish there was like an FPL type system yeah, that yeah, I'd yeah. be playing that, like pro 10 men's if there was like a more structured system for that. But most of my most of my time in the game is de devoted solely to practice. I don't really play that much outside of our team prac, but mm -hmm. we're playing seven, eight hours a day. So, so you're, not, I like you're, it's it's you're not throwing down some spike rushes for half the day? Come <laughs> on know, now, Shinobi. So, okay, I, I play some, I, I, do, I do hit the death match. I will, okay. I will yep. play the DM, hit, play some bots, but I don't play ranked at, at all. Um, I, I gotta ask you, what what do you know? Have you got like a ten kills like kill spree in deathmatch yet? Have you like wiped everybody out with no one else getting kills? What's has there been has there been some crazy moments for you so far? Just playing around in deathmatch. There's, there's been a there's been a couple. I don't really I don't have like a I don't have a shadow play highlight or anything that, uh, of memory. But uh, I want to see no, it from I mean, pros. I'm telling you, I, I think yeah. it'd be so fun to have a bunch of pros play like deathmatch. Yeah, yeah normally we uh, before proc we usually get in and queue together. We usually do like three or four of us queuing like 30 40 minutes before we uh, start proc. 
Cool. Just run some deathmatch. It's, it's fun. All right. I, uh, all right. I played see? a random spike rush one time, and T1 Food was in there, and and I was like, is this is this the real guy? And uh, you know, no one on our team died, but he still pulled off the ace. Uh, he was just <laughs> literally running through, and I was like, all right, maybe he is the real guy. You know, he was dumb. It's it, it really is amazing to watch like the pros transition into like yeah. a spike rush or deathmatch, and then it's like, all right, they really are that good. But you know, sometimes you just have to play against them to understand that. Mm. I I get yeah. that from like my my previous like Call of Duty days when I used yeah. to play against pros and stuff uh, as a commentator but now that that's really cool that you you know obviously get into it you brought up a good point though you don't Mm -hmm. play ranked and i want to to kind of break this down because for i think for the large majority of people out there on Mm -hmm. on reddit or on twitter people who are grinding maybe you know amateur trying to make it pro they wait they put so much weight into ranked mode into their rank and my myself who's been in you know esports for you know almost the past decade i understand that mm-hmm. rank is cool but it doesn't yep. tell you the whole story other than playing you know like you said tens you're you're constantly going into playing 10 mans nonstop that weighs more heavily but yep. uh, maybe you can you know give a little bit more insight you know when it so, comes to ranked play why mm-hmm. is it not as important as as playing you know 10 mans nonstop so i, I wouldn't say, i wouldn't say ranked is like doesn't have value it's just for me like my, I guess my situation, right? Like I'm kind of, uh, I'm already an established player. So I don't have to like play rank per se to prove what I'm trying to do. Obviously if you're up and coming and you're not on a team, you should be playing ranked. Right? You should, there's anything that you can do to get your name out there. Like when I was coming up, I used to play plugs on ESA all the time in CS. Um, but I, I think like, you know, some players, they just love playing plugs. They just love it. It's not sure. really my, my deal. I don't really, I don't have fun playing. I much prefer like the team aspects. That's why I like playing 10 mans. I feel like they're more structured. There's going to be more comms, just th- things like this. that I feel more comfortable playing the game in that regard. Um, okay. Obviously like if I want to just chill out, I'll play with my, my noob friends in real life. We'll just go hit up on rated or whatever. I'll just go on a Smurf and we'll just play, play some ranked like that. It's, <laughs> it's definitely fun. It's definitely fun to, to run around. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I don't think ranked is useless. I just think like, for me, it's more important to to play against uh, just in a more structured environment because, like, things that I'm going to see in ranked, like, you can learn things in ranked for sure, but I think for me as a caller, it's like, you know, besides, like, little gimmicks here and there, it's more, like, it's more consistent for me to play against what I'm actually going to be playing against in the majority of my time, which is going to be matches and playing practice and things like that. But, uh, mm. you know, if you're a player trying to get your name out there, you should play everything you can. And... I'd recommend getting on a team and playing these small tournaments. There's a lot of these players. Like, there's so many orgs that are looking to get into Valorant right now. It's like yeah, so you'd be many. doing yourself a disservice if you weren't trying to play in all of these small cups. Right. Uh, yeah. I guess. Well, I gotta ask no, you. No, no, you mentioned yeah. being the in-game leader. Like, yeah. how important is it? And kind of express this to everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, how clear comms are an important thing and allowing you to do your job in game, right? Yep. Uh, communication is the most important thing. Uh, I think there's like, there's some players and I won't say like, it's not a good or a bad thing when I say this, but there's some players that like tens, for example, he doesn't need to really know what's happening. Cause he just kind of plays in his own little space, right? Like he'll do kind of what he's feeling. He's just playing the game. He's feeling the game. Yep. Uh, there's, then there's like players more like me and vice who are like, we're, we're constantly thinking about, what my teammate is doing, how can I play off of them and things like this. So there's definitely like, for me, like communication is really important because it, it affects a lot of how I'm going to play and finding my comfort zone is a lot more reliant on like when I'm in clutches, obviously that goes away. So right. like uh, there's situations where I'm focusing a lot more on like what my teammates are doing, communicating, calling for people, organizing things. It takes away from myself, right. Where other players can kind of get in their zone and play. But, uh, you know, the clutches that goes away because I'm thinking only about myself. But. Do you do you have do you have that word that's basically shut the hell up, everybody? I need to listen <laughs> or I need to talk. Like, do you, we, do, you, uh, do you have that call out? We we have some we have some buzzwords that we use on the team. I guess buzzword is a way to put it, just for like certain things, kind of concepts that we want to apply to the game. It's like easier to just say like a, a phrase than to be like, hold on and explain whatever it is that you're trying to do. I got you. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, communication at any any high level game is going to be super important. It's going to make or break a lot of decisions in the game. Like, you can have the best players, right? You can have the best skill, but you know, if your team play is not good, your comms aren't good, you're never going to be consistently winning games. You have to be 
well-rounded. And that's not just players, it's team as well. You need to have a well-rounded team. I tell you what, I can't wait until we can get these live events, Taylor, where we can listen and see these players on stage and I can, I can jack, you know, his, his, his buzzwords from him. (laughs) I'm going to steal those buzzwords. You, you know, for me, man, I just want, you know, land events to come back. And honestly, we're probably not going to see him until 2021, probably middle of 2021 later. But like yep. I, the reason why I want land events is because I want to see because there's so much debate. And I think honestly, this debate is is pretty pointless because you're never mm-hmm. going to know which region is the best. But I want to see EU play against NA and same thing for Japan, mm-hmm. you know, Korea. I know you yep. guys just picked up or well, I say you guys, but Cloud9 just picked up a Korean team, which is yep. which is really awesome. But I want to see which region is truly the best. I want to see this go worldwide. We don't have that luxury yet because latency is obviously an issue. I know you can yep. do artificial ping and stuff like that, but it's just not clean. <laughs> So I can't wait until land events for that very yep. reason because everybody's hyping up G2, but G2 could be dominating, you know, a ton of teams out there that which they do. I mean, they're the best over there, but are they yep. the best? You know, could they compete against an A? And and we don't know the true answer to that as yep. of yet. You know, yeah, it's just bottom line period. So I, I wonder. That's why I, I wonder how much talk there is uh, amongst the pro shinobi of. Man, it, it's as much as it can be right now. But wait till we get the land. Is is there some chatter like yeah. that going on? I mean, I, I think this game, especially more, I would say more than CS, is pretty dog shit online. Like, yeah. the ping disparity and just like, because for us, we're kind of at a, I would say we're pretty disadvantaged because we're mostly West and mm. most teams are, are East that right. play the game and, or, or they're centralized in, in Dallas. So, like, the pings are definitely not favorable, right? So, it's really hard to, but it's just the name of the game, how it is online. Like, it's really hard to find a good ping where everyone's going to be equal and i think the game just doesn't play as intended like you know originally when i played the game it's it's weird because when i first played the game i felt like damn i can hold angles like this feels really good and the more i've been playing the game online you know just the longer i've played the game it feels like holding angles is not beneficial if you're on high ping but if you try to swing against people with low ping you Mm. get shit on so like you really just like it's lose lose in that regard like the peaker's advantage is insane but you can't actually play the game reliably how I, I, I think it's supposed to be. So it'll be exciting to I see. I 100% know exactly what you mean, man. I have noticed lately, like, if I just swing wider on most of my, on, on most yep. my attacks, I win every time. Like, yep. it's like, it's like, it's beyond Peeker's advantage at this point. Like, it is, it's crazy yep. to me. Uh, that's it's so interesting you say that because it's literally, Taylor, that was a topic I was going to bring up with you today. It's like. <laughs> Oh, how I've noticed this most of the time. And when yeah. I die, if I'm yeah. holding angle like he's talking about, is most of the time I die because someone swings too quick. Like, and I can't even right. hold that angle. Well, that's but, why yeah. I want lands, man. Because, I mean, yeah. that, you, yep. theoretically, that should go out of the way, right? Because, you know, it's yeah, it'll be a signal. Yeah. It, well, it's okay. So, like, I don't know how much you know, like, with CS, but, like, a lot of how you would hold angles in CS, like, mostly off angles, where you would never want to play flush with a wall because of the way that, like, the Pika's advantage works. Right. In this game, it's like, if you have low ping, you can definitely. It's more optimal, I would say, to play flush with the wall because of how how deep people have to swing to clear you. Mm-hmm. But if they if your ping is not ten or fifteen, unless you have insane reactions, you're gonna die. If people want to hard clear you there, you can't react. Especially it's, my it's... boomer reactions, bro. Trust me. <laughs> oh, me, me too. Trust me, me they too. They get me sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. They get me sometimes. Yeah, but I, I think the game will play a lot better on land. Like it's already it's weird because when we we've played matches where everyone has forty ping, the game feels great. Honestly, it's when there's like sixty ping versus twenty ping, the game feels very like yeah, just not doesn't feel good to to be fighting against people with low ping. And obviously, it's not their fault. What what can you do? It's just right. the way the game is. But well, you mentioned you know, CS, no... and we've seen this yeah. this huge gathering right of players come around from CS and and come to yeah. this game. Some staying around, some leaving. Uh, yep. What it? What is it? Number one, is it? Is it just because of the frame of of how the game works that it just attracted so many players? Mm-hmm. And what do you think really is that that leaping uh, gameplay or style that you have to have to be able to play Valorant mm-hmm. in, instead of play CS? I mean, I, I really don't think like okay, out out of the gate, if you're a CS player, you're probably going to be advantaged just because the game is more it's like more one-to-one to CS than like Overwatch or, or other or Apex, things like this. But uh, I mean, as long as you're someone who's like capable of learning and like you're, you're gonna, you're a grinder, you're, you're a gamer basically. Like you're, you you want to embrace like how the game plays. I don't think you have to be a CS player. It's just going to take time. You have to, you have to learn the concepts of the game. Right. But the more I've played this game, it's not really like CS, mm. like as much as people 
were saying it, it was like I don't feel like it's a CS copy at all. It's very the only thing about CS or the only thing about the game I feel like is CS oriented is just like how horizontal plane the game the gameplay is like you know the the linear aiming style. You're not like flicking around everywhere right. like you wouldn't like Overwatch. But the abilities and just like the way the way you have to play out rounds, certain situations, economy, it's all different. Like I don't think obviously at a baseline there's CS concepts that you you'll take and apply, um, but yeah. The game just plays so differently. Uh, it's very hard to even compare them. Uh, besides, you know, face value. What do you What um, do you think about? And just totally random question uh, thrown yeah. out there. What do you think about Nitro coming over, joining 100 Thieves with Hiko? I, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's yeah. good for the game. Uh, That's just a good player. Obviously, I've known yeah. I've known him for a long time as well. Really good guy. Um, I think it, it's not even so much about him per se. It's just like that someone who is a tier one player in exactly, CS exactly. in any game is willing to come over and, right. and be like, yo, I want to play Valorant. It's like, he's breaking it, the it's mold. good. It's a good look. Yeah. It's, and I know from behind the scenes, there's a lot of tier one players actually in CS that, that want to make the switch. It's just about the timing and, you know, getting on the right team. But I know that there's players that are interested and are looking at Valorant. Um, so I, I won't be surprised to see more of them switching over. Um, yeah. I didn't really answer that first part of your question from before, but just cause it kind of said a little bit about it right now. Um, yeah. I think the the biggest thing with see like why people want to switch to Valorant is just there's more opportunity. Like the game is it's not perfect, right? I can't say I think the game is better than CS. Like I think it has a long way to go. Sure. Um, but obviously CS, when I think about CS:GO back in 2012, compared to what it was like seven, six, seven years later, it's not even comparable to the game it was back then. So like I have a lot of faith that Valorant is going to grow and become a way better game over time if they do it properly, right? If they do it right, right it'll be a good game. Um, I just think like if you're a player who's stuck in that bubble, especially in NA where it's just very hard to, to break in, I think there's no reason for these people to still be playing CS. They should be playing Valorant. I just think there's way more opportunity, you know, for a lot of players like FNS in this, it's, it's a good way for them to reinvent themselves and be like, Hey, like, you know, I still have, you know, I still have what it takes. I still have value to teams. And I think Valorant's just good for, for the NA scene in gaming in general. It's Overall, well, I, I think I gotta ask you. You know, there's some mm -hmm. things coming, uh, some things that we've kind of been leaked down the pipeline, right? Of stuff that's coming out of Valorant yeah. and the things that they want to do. But what's the yeah. one thing you want? Like both, both from your oh, professional man. side and then your your fan <laughs> side, right? I oh, need man. two answers here. I need I need uh, the professional Shinobi and then the yeah, okay, I, you know, so, a fan of the world of Valorant. I, I don't think. I mean, fuck. You could argue this is for both, but I, I don't think this will happen. But I think they. There's a few things that would change with the game. I, I really think they need to take out some of the, the wall penetration. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I, I don't <laughs> like that. Like, it's not even just like with the Odin and things like that. I just don't right. like the idea of like concrete walls just being able to be pierced with no damage reduction from like pistols and things like this. Like, I just don't. It, it's bad design, in my opinion, especially with like agents like Sova already being really strong. Mm, yeah. I, I, it just limits a lot of the options that you have as a player. Like, you know, there's so many times where like, you'll outplay somebody. And then you get punished because they dart, which you could argue is counterplay, but I, I don't really I don't really feel it as, as that. And then you Ooh, just get all right. destroyed. And and this is coming from a guy that plays Sova. Yeah. Like I, I play Sova as my yeah. main in a lot of my a lot of the maps, but I just it's just I don't like it's a bad game design, I feel like. And like obviously I think some things should be wall bangable. Like I definitely don't think wall banging and wall penetration should be removed, but I think it needs to make sense for a lot of positions. There's just some walls that I don't know, there's still spots that are bugged that like they shows you don't penetrate the wall, but you just shoot right through it like it's butter. So it's right. So that's like those are bugs though. Those will get fixed. Right. But what? that's one thing I would change about the game for sure. What what about skins? Like we've seen these skins. Do you want player skins? Mm -hmm. Do you want you know we saw the uh, main skin? Obviously we we've so, seen all these different ones. What do you want? So <laughs> I think team skins would be really cool down the line. All like right. Having, yeah. Like maybe whether t agent skins or uh, or gun skins. I don't think. I don't think they should add agent skins necessarily because I think that the way that the agents look is already like pretty unique. And I think, right. you know, like Killjoy, I think is actually, it's kind of, she's kind of like weird the way yeah. that her, her model is. I think it's too bright. Okay. Um, I, I just think like, I, I, I don't want it to go too overboard, but there's like crazy agent looks and it's like very hard to distinguish I agree. what the agent I agree. is based on their, their model. I think that's important. Guns I don't really care about. I personally don't right. really use skins. So but, you know, if people like them and they're cool, like, more power to them if they want right. to use them. Um, team skins would be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. No, I, I think team skins would be cool just because, you know, obviously it's a good way for fans to support their teams. And it's yeah. also just, like, 
it's just cool being able to to rock the team skins. Yeah, Call, like, Call of Duty but, just did uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, and Rainbow, Rainbow Six. They're, Call of Duty, do Rainbow as well. Six, yep. Gears of War. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, well, man. shoot, man. I mean, Shinobi, <laughs> it's 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 been really good talking to you. It has. You yeah. Know? It's, it's always oh, good talking to you, man. Like I said, you know, interviewing you a while ago. I guess just before we go, as uh, yep. we're kind of nearing the edge of our time, uh, I, we, we do a section, it's called Save or Spend, all right? Basically, it's okay. it's to give back to the community. And normally, it's, it's just any tip that you can come up with, seriously. So when you when you think of amateur players or you think of players on the come up or just your casual players, what is okay. one takeaway that you've learned throughout your competitive career that they can implement into their playing style to make them a little bit better? It could be anything. Oh, man. I know, I know it's, I know it's putting you on Damn. the spot. You can <laughs> be reticle a lot placement. Of, a lot of VODs. You've seen a lot of stuff throughout yeah. your years. You know, sometimes it's the simplest thing, Taylor, that these pros can tell us. Exactly. That just, you know, can affect your everyday gameplay. So whatever you got for Shinobi, we will, we will be absorb it in tonight. Map specific. <laughs> I, I really just think it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of a general statement, but just play into what your strengths are. Like if you're, right. if you're a player who's aggressive, don't don't be a fucking idiot running around in, in, a, in a pug and then in a match you're like playing completely different like whatever your style is just embrace it and play to your strengths always as a player i think that's like the most important thing yeah um you know if you're if you're an aggressive player and you want to play a duelist don't be like hey i'll play cypher whatever you need me to do and then you're just like not you're not a cypher player it's just it's, sure. it's all right like that's fine like just like i said play to your strengths hmm. it's it's okay to be selfish in that regard right you have to be realistic like in a team setting you want to play to your strengths. That's what everyone should be trying to do. Obviously you need players to sacrifice, but as an individual, you know, getting a comfort zone is the most important thing. I'd say when you're trying to be like a pro player, if you hit that that. comfort zone, you're going to be way more successful. Ooh, dropping the facts right here on the Valorant show by (laughs) Shinobi, everybody. Yep. Hey man, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for for having me. Always good. Always good to talk to you guys. Tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week, Shinobi. All right. So if you want to, Follow me on uh, Twitter. It's uh, at Shinobi underscore FPS. Um, I won't plug my, my Twitch because I, I do not stream very much. But, oh, go uh, ahead. Plug it, though, in case they want to <laughs> check you out. They want to give you the follow. It's, uh, it's Twitch.tv slash uh, Shinobi underscore CS. There you go. Um, you can mostly find me on Twitter, and uh, we will be playing in the uh, Pop Flash Invitational here on Wednesday, uh, run by, what was it, Flashpoint? Yep. Can't I wait to watch first you play match either, is, man. Uh, yeah, no. I know Simo, sure. you know, Castro, I'm sure you've heard his name. Yeah. He's he's like yeah. one of your biggest fanboys, man. He loves he, he loves is. Cloud9, man. He loves Cloud9. Oh yeah, Thank no, you. I know. <laughs> he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I oh, appreciate his support. Yeah, I lo- love the guy, I really do. Hey Shinobi, once again, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. Ooh, we love our Ask the Agents. It's always good hearing from you. We got actually, I, I want to say like, what, four of them? Something like that. Uh, we got quite a we, few of them. All I know is we got some awesome listeners. So yeah, we do. Let's read away hey, with look, some Ask the out. Agents this I, week, You know Taylor. what? I want you to actually start. Why? Because you're from Texas. So oh, who do we got right. coming up here from Texas? Huh? You know, well, he may not be from cowboy. Texas. Got there the old you go. solo cowboy. He said, best Valorant podcast. Hey, guys. I really enjoy the podcast. My only complaint is that it's not longer. Also, do you have any... That's funny because we're always talking about how long we drag things out. How long we're out. going. It's over an yeah, hour. And he's like, it's not <laughs> long. Well, I appreciate that. Also, do you guys have any early guesses on what the next agent might be? My bet is mm. on a flashy duelist. Let's see. I don't know. Maybe a flashy duelist. Maybe not. You know, um, it, it's funny. We were going to talk about that a little bit later. Not necessarily like, you know, the specific agent we thought about, but there there was uh, Morello, one of the, the you yeah. know, kind of agent developers. He kind of came through and released a statement about how they go about, uh, you know, adding in new agents. And they just like to break the meta. So we're we're going to talk about that. I don't know, though. Uh, there's actually been a big theory craft going around lately about this one guy that creates portals and, and a whole bunch of craziness. Well, yeah, I don't know much about that. I have seen the little snippets here and there. I haven't dove too deep into why, but uh, I I definitely agree with you. I mean, they said, like you said this week, that somebody's going to be, you know, every time they introduce somebody, it's going to be somebody to kind of mess up the meta, right? To adjust yeah. the meta around. And as the conversation has it, you have later on in this show about how Brimstone might be coming to his death. Ha, whatever. <laughs> it's um, true. I, I, I definitely think it's going to be, 
the next agent I think is going to be an, definitely an aggressive agent. You know, we had that <clears throat> we we had Killjoy come out. Obviously, that Correct. provides yep. a little more you know passive de- defense per se, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to put it that way. And so I I think that we're going to see the opposite effect. We're definitely going to see somebody that's a little more aggressive. The thing that I'm really interested to talk about later on. Well, I'll save that for later. You guys have to listen. But I will mm. say to this solo cowboy man, thank you so much for listening, and we really do appreciate all your support. Yes, we absolutely do. Solo Cowboy, thank you once again. Ben Hilgen comes through. Great balanced podcast. You two have an awesome podcast that offers a great combination of Valorant news, competitive updates, and updates in the game. I enjoy your personalities and the enthusiasm you bring to the topics that could otherwise be dry. Well, thank you, Ben Hilgen. We do appreciate you listening. And honestly, man, I, I got to say, it's really easy. When you have passion for something, you know, I, my passion is is to entertain, this- to host, to... Uh, to you cast, know, these, com- but, these comments made me, ha- made me happy, though, Taylor. These comments I, I made me happy. You know why? You know why? Huh. Because I'm just thinking, it's a good thing Taylor got me on the show with it. It's a really good thing. It was it's really good thing. Let's, let's, let's be real. Just, it was, just, this whole well, thing is your creation, your baby. Like, I'm well, being, a, the sound bites everything. He's the genius. I'm genuinely like, no, no, no. In a way, but but it, it is fun because I, the, I think the thing I, I like the most is hopefully you guys know we're having fun doing this. And if it's fun to us to do it, I hope that it's fun to listen to. And if that, mm. if that is really what's happening and we create some type of conversation with you yelling at us as you going down the road, we've succeeded. Heck in our yeah. and in our need to do a good Valorant <laughs> podcast, so uh, we do appreciate it, Ben. Thank you so much for writing in. Hey, but we got to return here. We got Ray. Every Ray's episode. coming. Ray's every coming episode, back right. around. Has he really <laughs> been on every episode? I w- I don't know if it's every episode, but he's definitely been on like the past three or I'm, four. I'm, I Ray, Ray is that guy. How I like long Ray. can he keep it going up? I wonder. But uh, he says, "Hey guys, I'm back. I was in San Francisco, so I don't. I I couldn't really play Valorant, but I have a question." What is your rank goal uh, for mm. this act? Mine is plat one. Also, gameplay wise, my goal is to learn w- more one ways and trip and tripwire spots. Anyways, love you guys. Hey man, um, I would say plat one's probably both our goal, right? I mean, we first want to maintain our gold status that yeah. we keep going in and That's out of. But I, I, I think we're both plat one desirable players. Right, I, I think say? plat is is a very fair goal. I you know plat for me honestly, I being straightforward, plat for me would be like the ultimate goal. I I don't see myself you know getting getting radiant. I don't see myself you know, uh, really getting higher than plat honestly. So plat for me is like my ultimate goal, and that's the only reason why I'm just I'm just so incredibly busy. You know, I've got yeah. too much going on. I can't just plat would be radiant to me. Just so we are clear, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. My, that, I, 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 have a gold, I, I believe I'm a, I'm a, I'm like a gold two player, right? Gold three player, maybe on my sure. best days, right? Right. So if I could hit plat, I would, de- I definitely know I'm going the right direction. And it, for me, I'm like you, it would be my radiant. It would be like anybody else hitting yeah. radiant. Because it's a matter of like, we, we know what we're doing. Like, you know, the, the, the game knowledge is there. And I think this is, this goes across multiple different titles that I do play. The game knowledge is there. I understand what's happening. Right? I've been playing, you know, games, trying to play them competitively for like the past decade, but it's just now I don't, I don't have the mechanics. I really don't, you know. Right. And I think Valorant for me is, you know, just the mechanics of because I didn't play much CS:GO, right? I don't, I don't come from, and I know CS:GO as, as Shinobi said, right, isn't a direct, you know, translation, but um, it's just a different style because I'm kind of like a Call of Duty kind of guy, you know, Fortnite and and things like that. So I'm learning a whole new skill set. So for me, plat one would definitely be it. But once I reach plat one, then I'm not, we're not. Especially if you reach plat one, we're not going to be able to stop. Like then we're going to have a new goal. You know that we're competitive at heart. It is right? true. So, I'm I'm sweaty competitive in my gold one mm-hmm. state. <laughs> <laughs> in your gold oh state. man! All right, we got okay. one last one here. Take it away. Every nickname was taken, but yet he found this one. Think he did find it. this. One. Think about it. Five head. All right, I'm smooth brain. He's five head. Great show. Amazing show. Could you possibly give us the upcoming tournament dates at the end? Maybe a what to watch section. Actually, yes, I can. We talked That's a about good uh, idea with there. Every nickname was taken. Uh, I, I like, like that. that. I like I do. that so, section. Well, so uh, as Shinobi said, right from Cloud Nine, he's going to be competing in the Pop Flash Valorant Invitational. That's going to be August twenty sixth through August 30th. So that's going to be uh, actually in just two days or whenever you guys are listening to us. So August 26th, August 30th, they'll have group play. Then we'll have the bracket play. And uh, then I do uh, Mildum Masters will be, um, actually, did that already take place? No, that did already take place. If you, I tell you what, 
we'll we'll announce them. That's actually a good good idea. We'll we'll announce them. But if you do go to the spike.gg, we love mm-hmm. this website. We introduced or we uh, we interviewed Arthur Minikov, you know, uh, uh, really much earlier. I want to say in one of our first couple of episodes. And uh, he owns the site. It's been doing phenomenal stuff for the scene. The spike.gg, go there and there's going to be a tab up at the top. It's called events. And you'll be able to see ongoing upcoming as well as completed events and a ton of other statistics so if you really want to embed yourself in a competitive scene the spike.gg and we're not getting paid to say that we just genuinely love this site yeah, yeah we like the guys over doing. there uh, and 100%. in fact um if you don't know i think we reported a couple weeks ago they actually acquired valorantify so like yep. if you were going to that site you heard us talk about it before it's now basically the spike.gg i mean they are the site to go to uh obviously we have friends everywhere but man this site, if you want to talk like like competitive Valorant mode, you want to sit down at your computer and just dive into competitive Valorant, this is the place to go, the spike.gg. Those are our friends. And uh, yeah, yeah we, we, we sincerely like the website, and they do a great job. They do. They do. But you know what? Every nickname was taken. I'm going to make it a personal goal. Every episode, I will have a very short section where I'll tell you, hey, this, this tournament's upcoming. This tournament was completed and. And th- we we normally do a, a good, good way job to end the show too. You know that Taylor. I think a good so. way to end the show. That that's Don't a great that's watch. a great suggestion. Yeah, that's Man, a great see, suggestion. It's your show too, Nick. Nick, this is your show too, buddy. You you can tell everybody. You've, you you help. You're gonna help form it and make it it's as we continue to go so. through. We this really is do. really why we do this section, right, Taylor? Like yeah. we started this section to get these type of tips and tricks from people, sure. and everybody just started yeah. loving us and sh- and showing the love and joining in the conversation. And it's turned into something else that Ask the Agents has, has, has turned into, right? Where we really get to yeah. interact with you guys each week. So feel free. Pause the show right now. Go in there. Give us a rating. Give us that five star. Give, tell us. Ask us a question. Tell us what you want to tell us. We want to hear your feedback, your suggestion. Uh, but we also want to talk to you about the topics of this week in our section, Run It Back. Yeah. Let's bring it back. All right, Taylor. A lot happening this week. A lot going on, but we did get a patch, patch 1.06. You know, I was excited. We're getting a new patch this week. Last week was, uh, what is that other thing? Uh, uh, Valorant. Ask Valorant, right, that they typically do on the off yeah. weeks. Mm. So we well, didn't, they, we remember had, they took that week off, though. Yeah, so we haven't had nothing. We haven't had nothing. Yeah, but you know what? Even with 1.06, I'm not going to lie. The only thing, well, there, there's a couple things to take away from it, but the main thing to take away from it is the shotguns just got a new update. So basically, they're going to be less accurate when firing in the air. I think that's fair, right? Uh, they were really overpowered. You know, if you were on ascent, you were trying to fire on heaven, you can kind of get a pop shot. We, we've seen people kind of fly through the air to, you know, avoid getting headshotted and just, you know, they gun you down, right? Uh, whether it be Bucky, you know, the judge. So this was, an, uh, I think, an update that definitely needed to happen because Jet uh, obviously has been much talked about as of recently. Most, most... I think most notably with the op, but also to, uh, you know, tens and really just others too, when it comes to using jet, you know, the jet judge combo is, is something that's powerful. So hopefully this will put shotguns where they need to be. One of the things though, that they did talk about is the audio and visuals for binding or blinding effects for the Phoenix curveball and breach flashpoint. Apparently, uh, you know, you're going to get better audio. You're going to get better visuals through this, uh, patch. And basically, it's going to end up, give you an indication as to when to turn away and when it's safe to look again. So as you guys know, if you are about to get blinded, whether it be by Phoenix, whether it be by Breach, you can actually turn away to avoid getting blinded. So it sets yourself up because normally when Phoenix or Breach will blind, whether it be the curveball or flashpoint, they immediately challenge that. So if you avoid being blinded, you're actually going to have an advantage and, and have a much better chance of taking that 50-50 and taking them down. So those are the big things to take away from uh, 1.06. But I really wanted to talk about Morello. Now, Morello is one of the uh, head developers whenever it comes to uh, the you know character design. He's actually the lead character designer, and he does a great job of being very open and transparent into what they want to do with the you know the new agents that are introduced. More importantly, in this video, he went through Reyna and Killjoy, kind of discussed them and and what they thought about them. Reyna and Killjoy, obviously, now not really in the meta, not as impactful as they thought they would be. In fact, the pros are saying Killjoy just really is not a good agent to use, um, just because it doesn't provide any more value over Cipher. And in conjunction with Cipher, it it just it just doesn't make sense because you're not able to push up and it puts you to disadvantage. I'm getting too far into it. But the point is, it was a great video. But one of the things that really stuck with me 
is what he said in terms of releasing agents. And his ideology, uh, when it comes to leading his team for the lead character uh, designer, he wants every agent introduced to disrupt the meta. Now, I find this very interesting because we talked about how many agents are going to be introduced, Troy. And there's going to be quite a few agents introduced. And we also talk about consistently how Valorant team wants and weighs heavily on, first and foremost, the storyline, not impacting the competitive nature of the game, but also preserving the competitive integrity of the game. But then they come through and they say, we want our agents to disrupt the meta entirely. That doesn't scream to me preserving the you know competitive integrity oh no 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 i think i think there's two different ways to look at that though i think the integrity of the game is that they put competitive first amongst everything else it is a competitive game and that's what they want and i think when they say they're going to disrupt the meta it is hey we've identified where the game currently is and we believe that we can insert this like this player or this this new agent and still have a solid valued meta but it is a different meta so it's not like just Mm. mess it up and don't care about how people play it is it still holds the stronghold points it has the key factors of what we believe core valorant is but it's just modifying it for that period of time right what can we toss in something they've done with league in a lot of ways as well so i am really interested to see though however and i mentioned it earlier when we were reading the uh the ask the agents and uh I was yep. reading the review from Solo Cowboy about uh, I was going to tease something else. I was going to say it. I didn't say it. I'm going to say it now. Not only am I interested in how they mess up the meta with the current new agents that come in, but what right. happens when we get to a point when they rework agents? Hmm. How can that mess up the meta? For instance, you sent me this stupid article about, by the way, not stupid. really a stupid article. You just, you, you, it's stupid idea. Okay? It's pointed it's just a towards bad you. idea about Brimstone dying. Okay, whatever. Be quiet. But <laughs> just is. say they were to just say they were. Maybe he is a little bit. Okay, but you didn't hear it from me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe yes. But say he does, and they need to go rework his smokes. Right? They're like, hey, we okay. have too many smoke characters in the game. We got, you know, obviously we can already name Jet. Right? We got Jet. We got Bram. We got uh um omen, omen right like yeah. we and and there might be another one down the line so say there's like oh the too many smoke we're gonna change the smokes how much does it mess up the meta when all of a sudden brim gets one new ability right or think about like any other agent that they just like you know what that ability is not getting used a lot we don't really think it's useful let's change the meta by changing that one ability on that one agent mm. you could start having some really cool changes take place in the game you know, that's really wild you say that. And, and and at first when you said that, like, at a visceral reaction, I was like, oh, you, now you're getting way too wild. Like, I hear you, but it's crazy. No, but let me say this. No, they've but I will lead. say this. Morello um, has discussed Sage in the past. As we know, Sage has constantly received uh, nerves. Constantly received nerves. And even even now, Morello thinks Sage is out of control, which I find to be crazy, to, to be honest with you. Especially yeah. now when you see a lot of competitive uh, teams now running a sage list comp. Now, you take that for what it's worth. We could discuss that later because, well, not, not this episode at least because I, I think we need a little bit more time. Um, but one of the pros actually ended up saying, like, look, everybody who's not running Sage is, is missing out. But with that being said, Morello has actually discussed on his videos that I was talking about that he, you know, is very transparent, that maybe they do actually change, like, Sage's ultimate. Or they change, um, you know, her healing uh, ability, right? And so, you know what? Honestly, you saying that, I never even really processed that, but it's true. Maybe they do that in the future where they say, you know what? This ability, this this uh, utility or whatever, this ult is not working. Let's change it up entirely. That is not out of the question Well, and could absolutely it, happen. It, it solves another issue that we keep talking about, which is like, if you release six new agents every year, like what year three you're gonna have another 18 freaking agents on top of what we have now like that's a lot of freaking agents you'd have a total of what like 20 20 no 32 33 whatever it is now like that's just yeah. that's just crazy that's a lot of agents to have and so it is as i think through this process and i see how they're evaluating the game and how serious they're taking the competitive side of this i can't help but think some of those six players new players 
are not going to be new players. They're going to be reworks of Agent. Hey, we're re-releasing Brimstone, and here's his new kit. Right? We're re-releasing so-and-so, and and here's their new kit. Like, I just imagine that's probably what's going to happen. Now, I don't... Nobody ever told me anything. This is completely hypothetical. Yeah, we don't know, but... Just basing it off of, like, their history with with League of Legends and how just overall any competitive game that has abilities has always had some type of rework right and they always come back around so that's true just something to think about as you throw in new players or as you throw in new agents and change the meta it does do that enough that sometimes you need to go back and change previous uh agents to make them viable now into the meta right because you could just have people die off like brimstone or whatever or they're just not viable anymore and by the way, guys, what you know, the brimstone thing, we're not going to go too much in detail, but basically it was just, you know, kind of the stats right now are showing that brimstone has been seeing less usage. And that's because everybody, or I should, not everybody, but at least the the stats prove that Omen is being w- used way more. I think 95% usage rate up there with Cypher is 100%. Yeah. Uh, but just because his his utility, right? He has smokes. He has, obviously, his, uh, you know, his TP could teleport. So for him, and his blind too, he's just a lot more useful than that of and, and even the ult even if you don't use it fully you still are able to gain that information as opposed to just throwing out you know a random you know beam of whatever that brim does so with that whoa, being whoa, said whoa 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 my <laughs> i forgot the name of you, it what you get so mad about it the, for man i'm not mad i'm not it, come on Has i can't kill you a few Troy. times what, what's going on man? no 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 here. but i'm just saying omen i think is a lot more useful and, and this is what we're going to see over time either way Go watch that video. Please go watch the video. The Spike.gg has a fantastic article about it, but you can go to you know Valorant's official website and you can go check out Morello's official release. It's about eight or so minutes, uh, but it's definitely worth your while. Either way, that's the run it back. Let's go ahead and get into the main topics. Pay attention. I learned something. Think you can keep up? Who am I kidding? You know you can't keep up. All right, so this is going to be interesting. A couple things to kind of break down. First and foremost, Dignitas picks up Homeless. Super excited about this, given the fact that uh, Dignitas, obviously a phenomenal organization, been around since 2003, and they have many more uh, years to come, especially picking up this uh, beautiful roster. Only four so far. It's going to be Psalm, Dev, uh, poised and Superman. Superman, a phenomenal player that really surprised quite a few. Actually, honestly, I think everybody in uh, in one of their tournaments back in the day that they played one of the most recent tournaments. Um, but with that being said, Psalm is probably one of the, I think the biggest names on there, given his uh, competitive history, whether it be you know Hots Heroes of the Storm. Uh, of course, he transferred into Fortnite. What a second or third place in solos whenever it came to the World Cup. And then, of course, now transferring over towards Valorant, he's made a, a name for himself uh, in multiple different titles. He's just that good. And he's a bit older, too. Not as old as us, but he is a bit older. Yeah, I believe yeah, yeah. he's like, what, 25, 26, 27, something like that? But oh, man. Point is, uh, Troy, you, yeah. you're a fan of Song. You're a fan I of Song. I am. I actually and, interviewed uh, him a couple of times. He's a great sure. dude, uh, great in game leader, like just a wonderful guy to have. And so Dignitas got somebody of, you know, a lot of character. Uh, on their team, and uh, definitely, definitely somebody with uh, a will to win and will win. Yeah. Like mark my yeah. words, this dude wins everywhere he goes. He was a previous uh, Heroes of the Storm pro player, um, and he came to Fortnite and just demolished the scene. Uh, just shocked me. I met him at WSOE, and he shocked me. Um, yeah. And uh, he's he's just a brilliant player, great leader as well. So I, I Dignitas. I'm glad to see them in the mix now. I'm glad to I see more too, yeah. teams stepping stepping into here and pulling up players like Psalms on their team uh, and really putting together, hopefully, I think, what they're looking at is a pretty decent roster. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, you know, we're, we're going to see. If, is is Psalm going to be able to also be a winner here in Valorant? I think so. I mean, it's already proven. He surprised quite a few people. Um, I think they were going against either TSM or Sentinels, and they managed to take them to a Game 3. So 
there's a lot to expect from them, but for Dignitas picking them up, it, it's no surprise that they get onto a T1 organization. Uh, we just didn't know it was going to be Dignitas. I mentioned Superman. He's uh, one of the other stars alongside that of Psalm. What's interesting about him is he comes from Crossfire, and he was known for clicking on heads, and Crossfire was a very competitive game. Uh, not so much in North America, but uh, over in China and in other countries. So it's good to see him kind of competing, and I think he's th- this team's going to surprise a lot. Rest in peace, Lasky. Lasky was on this uh, on this team when they were homeless, but he has been dropped for various reasons. So the fifth is to be announced. But either way, keep your eye out for them. I can't and wait to I, see how they're going to if, perform, and uh, they're actually going to be in the Pop Psalms, Flash tournament. Psalm's got his eye on somebody. Oh, 100%. Well, they're playing in the Pop Flash Valorant Invitational. I mean, that's ah, coming up very soon, so they've got to announce their fifth. I mean, honestly, we're probably going to release this episode, and then they're going to announce the fifth. That's that's how it always happens. That's how things usually work. However, Taylor, (laughs) I'm going to ask you a question, just hypothetically, Mm. okay? We've been doing this show here, you know, for a couple months. We've been, you know, we've been cordial of friends, you know, a couple years now through through Fortnite, right? If, If, and through this, we've seen organizations grow people grow come up you know be a part of something we've seen ninja leave you know there's a lot of gaming events that have happened in the past year and Mm -hmm. one of the greatest things that's happened is 100t came up right we've seen the stories of 100t and the creation and and how far it's come it's a clothing on it sells out so like dude if i'm somebody we saw hiko sign right it was like so awesome for hiko to sign with 100t but they weren't winning and we talked all this stuff sure and I'm telling you, still, even with the stuff that how they haven't won, if I if Nate Shot came to me tomorrow or came to you, Taylor, and he said, Taylor, you know, you're a great player. And, and you know, obviously you have to be a good player for this to actually happen. But if he did say this, <laughs> hey, you're a great player, come uh-huh. play on a hundred T. Yeah. I would imagine you'd probably jump on that right away, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I would have to. Come on, are you kidding me? I, well, I would have to. Hundred Thieves is just that team. I'm not gonna lie, when when Nate Shot first introduced him, I said hundred thieves, that's a dumb name. Uh, and this was way Did back. Really? When I he thought it was compe- so sick, man. I, I didn't like it. When, 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 you know, when he left competitive Call of Duty and kind of created this brand, I was like, ah, because you got to remember, he was the optic face for yeah, so yeah, many yeah, years yeah, yeah. and he created his own. So good on him, by the way. I have no qualms with it whatsoever is what he did. But 100 Thieves, I was like, ah, what is that? But yeah, absolutely. Come on. I, I would join it. I would have to join, well, join Brooke AB, join the likes of, you know, uh, of course, Courage. Yeah, and uh, the list goes on and on. I would have to. Yeah, and of course, all their investors that Drake, you know, I mean, that they're kind of known for. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I would imagine so. However, there is somebody that would say no. Shroud yep. would say no. He has actually come and said that if 100T asked him, he still wouldn't join. And you know what? I, I brought this topic to the forefront for a reason. The reason why is because everybody was, you know, kind of first and foremost, I'm sure you guys know, right? He had, I think he actually, he did Apex 500,000 viewers whenever he came back, whenever he was playing Valorant. It wasn't because uh, necessarily of his skills or because of his new beard that he grew out and things like that. It was because obviously. Quite a beard, by the way. It, it, it is quite a beard. It's it's a nice beard. Better than what you got lie. going on right there, Troy. No, he's got uh, a good goatee. He's, he's it's, got it's a lot he's more got, It's thick. thick. Yeah, it's yeah, thick. It's thick. It's, it's thick. Three, four C's, man. Manly beard. But with beard. that being said, you know, he's constantly asked. And this is what he was asked. Would I join 100 Thieves that they offered? His answer was very bluntly, no. And then he also said, would I join a team as a stand-in if they ever needed me? Sure. So you know, let's say that Jimbo can't play because of something, and then they needed me, sure, I'll fill in, I don't care. So I guess for some people out there, they might be surprised, but let me just bluntly say. He doesn't need say, the money, he doesn't need he the He doesn't need the money, Troy, exactly. There's no, For him to dedicate his time, to dedicate his stream, let's not forget he just got $20, $30 million from leaving Mixer, right, whenever that fell apart. So he's not hurting for money. You think so he signed a new line, contract he, with Twitch? Do you think he, he did also sign, got... and he signed and he signed a new contract to Twitch? Exactly. So Do we know how much that is, was. I, I don't know. No, I mean we're not going to find out. I mean we could allege, you know, how much it is. But the point, I mean, sure he fished around because I know Facebook offered, you know, Ninja and Shroud more money than they got from Mixer, and they turned. Well, so you think Ninja he hasn't got like another ten mil? You think he got oh, like more another than that. ten? I'm thinking, More I'm thinking 30, 40. Well, that's what I said, because, you know, what he got from Mixer, oh. Facebook offered him more, allegedly. 
And, of course, he didn't sign with Twitch. Same thing with Ninja. Like I said, Ninja's fishing around. There's no official home for him as of yet. He could be on Facebook. He could be on YouTube. Wow. He could be on Twitch. When I did that Ninja Battles event for him, I, you know, we were streaming on both um, YouTube and Twitch. And that was most recently. So with that being said, if he were to dedicate his stream and his time to playing competitively, I think it would have a negative impact on his stream potential as opposed to you know playing multiple different games and you know the flavor of the month if you will as we know like you know fall guys comes out play fall guys you're gonna get viewership like tim did right over two hundred thousand as they were kind of watching him espn was reporting on it so no this is no surprise you know 100 thieves coming to him and saying would you compete no now if 100 thieves came to him or any org came to him and said would you like to represent our brand we'll pay you 50 million then he's going to take the deal. But the point is right now, he's in no haste to do anything crazy. And I honestly, be straight up with you, and, and I hope I don't crush any dreams out there, I don't see Shroud, Ninja, or any of them genuinely and seriously competing hardcore like they ever did back when it was Halo, back when, you know, I, obviously Ninja's doing his stuff with 100 Blifted with Valorant, but I don't see him continuing that. I mean, at the end of the I day, these guys are streamers now. That's what they do. I think streamers. if you I think if you see Ninja come back, it's gonna be like I, I think if any of them come back, it'd be him. I think the fire of competing, no I matter agree. how rich he gets, uh, is in his blood like extremely. Sure. That's just who he is. Right. Um so if anybody was gonna make a comeback on anything, it'd be him. But I, I could see him one day being the Hector, you know, being that guy over an org that is the face and is I'm surprised very he hasn't done it already. Outgoing. Dude, I mean he should be the Jerry Jones, you know, the Cowboys owner, if you don't know everybody that doesn't know football, but like Jerry Jones that owns the Cowboys. He needs to be the Jerry Jones of esports. Like when you talk about football and you talk about owners, Jerry Jones is like one of the most prominent known ones. He's out there in front of the media. He's talking, talking his smack, doing his craziness. That's what Ninja should be doing, man. He should be out there with the team, pushing his guys, talking his guys up, just totally going at it. If he don't want to compete, I'm cool with that. But man, I do love the fire he brings to the competitive yeah, nature of, the, of any esport he's around. Hey, love him or hate him. Bottom line, he's a competitor. And mm -hmm. I mean, he, it, I, I still deem him. I made a video uh, a long time ago on one of the series that I used to have called BR Rundown. I think he's the king of BRs. You know, I, I really do. Do I think he's the best player out there? I don't. But do I think he is absolutely king? 100%. He won the first ever H1Z1 tournament. You know, the Invitational. He won the first ever PUBG tournament. He won the first ever Fort Fortnite tournament. He won the first ever Apex tournament. So the point is, he has and he been there and the done battle. That. Didn't he also win Realm Royale's Realm Royale? first tournament ever as well? Don't, don't remember. Don't remember to be I'm pretty sure because that was his fourth title, I believe, and the fifth one came when Apex came out. But see, that right there, you're the king. Right. And, and a king doesn't. And, and this is this is my argument with that. You don't to be the king. You don't have to be the best fighter. You don't have to be the best player, but you have to be the best leader and the best person to put together your army, your team in order to win an event or to win a war. And that's exactly what he's done in multiple different titles. I don't yep. think he's the best by any means. Don't, don't get it twisted. But I absolutely think he is the king of BRs. With that being said, though, Shroud, hey, I don't think he's going to be competitive. And, uh, you know, he made that very apparent. Either way, though, save or spin normally is our next section. But as you know, uh, Shinobi gave his we got one great from Shinobi, section. the king we got himself. It from we don't the even need himself. one from us. Come on, and, people. And, and, well, just to recap, hey, stay true to yourself. If you're an aggressive player, play your aggressive agents. If you like to hang back, you're more of a support role, play a support role. The point is, compliment your team. That's right. Practice and try to be, you know, versatile. But if you're playing like nitty gritty, you're really being competitive and you want to stay true to competitive, play your strong suits and don't try to switch it up. That was a beautiful, beautiful piece of advice, and I hope you enjoyed it and can utilize that in your gameplay. But of course, all good things have to come to an end, so let's move into our final thoughts. Let's move into Match Point. Match Point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. All right, so here's the deal, Taylor. I've been thinking about this one. I didn't write it down because I, I didn't want you to steal it from me because it's so smart, such yeah. a good thing to think about. That's true. I'm sure that was why you didn't write it down. Wow. But the, my <laughs> match point, my final thing is, for all of you out there, hmm. I'm really going to start paying more attention. And this is something I think we take for granted from time to time. But I'm really going to start paying more attention to my economy. I need to pay more attention to my economy on the rounds where I know, like, hey, we've already either, we're already, we, 
we're too far gone. I need to save up, right? Or, hey, we have a lead. This is an opportunity to save. Sometimes you don't have to save just because, you know, you're forced to. Sometimes it's good to save because you know what is ahead. You know the battle, the longer battle that is ahead, right? Um, And, you know, just because we're up three or four rounds, I've discovered when I play with some other players, you know, if we're up three or four rounds, you might end up just saving yourself if your rest of your team's had a rough time just so you can share your economy with your teammates. And that's really what I'm going to start focusing on is like, hey, is this an opportunity for me to save a little something that might not affect my round just so next round I could help somebody yeah. else if I needed to? That kind of thing. That's really what I'm going to be looking at the economy-wise. You know what? I'll give it to you, Troy. That's actually a really good piece of advice. You know, know. economy matters, whether it be CSGO, Valorant, uh, something I actually need to reflect on uh, because I've been I've been really liking the op as of lately. Imagine that because it's OP and uh, I like OP things. Oh, I thought after, you were saying about like the actual economy in your life you need to refocus on after you buy well, your Well, that camera, too. Well, we know. won't get it. That, that's a bit too deep. <laughs> we need a totally separate podcast on that. All right. No, uh, Dave Ramsey kind of show. No, for me, just in game. Okay. In game. Either way, for me, though, and it's actually funny because uh, Shinobi, you know, kind of pointed out best. He said, you know, my biggest frustration with the game when you asked him, like, what would you change is the ability to be able to fire basically through concrete walls. And I genuinely did not base my final thoughts on this, but I want to practice wall bangs throughout various maps. And this comes from me watching Shroud's return when he had the, you know, half a million views. Um, He was very adamant about shooting any wall. I mean, literally, he was going ham and just shooting through any wall. And I was like, can you shoot? And yeah, you could because you would see the bullet penetration. It would be darker, right? So I was like, wow, that's that's actually really crazy. So that's what I'm going to be working on is is kind of exploiting the map. I know Shinobi wants to change him rightly. So as a competitive player, he he sees things a lot differently than we do as filthy casuals. But I'm going to be working on that and uh, just seeing how can I exploit the map before it uh before it gets fixed so that's why i'm going to be working on those wall bangs you, you i mean i am going to be interested to see how many type of changes like after we get you know six months a year down the road and they really have a good grasp on the game and the competitive nature and some pros have spoken out like this if they'll change any of the core things like this i'm i agree like I would rather be able to tell what I can shoot through by the look of the structure versus, like, is it just random this time, right? Because sometimes you can shoot through a concrete wall and sometimes you can't. It just doesn't make sense, right? And so uh, give me textures instead of, uh, you know, instead of, like, always, you know, letting me have to figure out which wall I can shoot through and which one I can't. Give me some indication of what I can shoot through. But also, like, I'm not totally against what what Shinobi said of like just don't allow people to shoot through the wall. I'm I'm cool with that too. Like hmm. I'd rather not I'd I'd rather not even have to deal with that here, right? And maybe the door frames where you have like wood around the door frames. You, those are small areas you can shoot, you know, have penetration, but it is uh it is going to be interesting to see what they do with this. And and I'm curious, Taylor, will they make that change as we go down, you know, down this line of of competitive Valorant? Okay, maybe so. Valorant's ever-changing, ever-evolving, and we already see how much it has changed so far. But of course, like I said, all good things come to an end. Episode 16 is officially done. We really hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of great topics. We loved hearing from you agents out there. And of course, hearing from Shinobi, professional player in IGL for Cloud9. And we'll have more guests come on in the future. I am absolutely sure of it. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave a uh, a rating and a comment so we can feature you in the next episode. Whether that be on iTunes or Podbeam, we always encourage you to leave a good rating or, hey, a bad rating. Up, Totally up to you. But just let us know what we can improve on in the future. But of course, for myself, Taylor Reflections Noble, Troy Tuttle, aka Too Loud, we loved having you here, and we hope to see you guys again on the next episode. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.